So right now your state of mind is like Eminem when he gets a present from his mom that's a car that doesn't start. So he's got to take the bus at 7 a.m. and then he gets to work. And that's kind of where you're at. That's where your head's at. Uh, and I'm sleepy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good, correct. <laughs> but my car does work knock on wood hallelujah so that is good i wouldn't even know how to take a bus honestly around here i think i took a bus once in philly and it, do you mean like in life or I, like where you live <laughs> you know like in life like really? <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Like, I took a bus once in Philly, and then I'm pretty sure I got off at the wrong stop. And then I'm like, well, now I don't have tokens, so I'll just walk. Philly, it's small. You don't need, like, that many kind of bus stuff. That's why I never took it. Wow. Took that one time, and then I was like, never mind. Wow. Sisters, sisters who seen it. We are the sisters, sisters who seen it. Sisters, shooby dooby doo what? Sisters, shooby dooby doo what? Sisters, 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 sisters. Sisters who seen it. Yo, what up? Everybody in the 313. <laughs> Put, Put your hands motherfucking in the air hands up. <laughs> with something me. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Uh, hope you're ready for that energy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to introduce ourselves. So we are the Sisters Who Seen It, the podcast where two sisters who are not movie critics look back on some of our favorites throughout the years through a psychological, ethical, and familial lens. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. And Claire, his name is Clarence. (laughs) His parents have a nice marriage. <laughs> I, you could do it better, I think, because I don't know it all by let me, heart. Let me <laughs> but see I if I feel can, like you do. Wait, I'm going to read it. But I know something about you. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. What's the matter, dog? You embarrassed? This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. And Clarence, <laughs> Clarence lives at home with both parents. And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. <laughs> We're making fun of people with healthy parents. Hey, Eight Mile. Oh, that's right. The movie is the 2002 hit Eight Mile. Woo! Starring Eminem. Eminem and Eminem. Marshall Mathers. Eminem and Eminem. Slim Shady. Also, Anthony Mackie. I never in my brain made that connection that he was Papa Doc. Oh, I know. I was like, wait, is that Anthony Mackie? And then the movie kept going. And I was like, I think it's Anthony Mackie. And then like an hour went by and I was like, I guess I'll just look up if it's Anthony Mackie because I just keep talking to myself about it. Yeah. And then it was. The, the so. key, I, I think one of the biggest successes of this movie is there's major actors in it. Michael yeah. Shannon. Kim Basie. Oh, I know. Brittany Murphy. Yeah, he was another one. Anthony yeah. Mackie. I mean, hot damn. And I think also DMX at one point. Uh, Exhibit. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the guy who did Pimp My Ride. Wasn't that him? Was it the guy at the lunch, the food truck rapping? Yes. That's Exhibit. Who did Pimp My Ride. Probably. I yeah, I, I bet. Oh my gosh. Yes. There were a lot of people. I was like, wow, that guy. Wow. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Oh, Man, boy. what a gem. Whose turn is it to do this synopsis huh 
Uh-huh. I Should I do don't it? Don't remember. Should but you I'm do gonna it? pass the mic because I need you to start. And if you don't, then I'm gonna go on strike. Okay, give me a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, listeners, I want to start off by apologizing that we are two white girls from the suburbs that have no rhythm or rapping skills, but we will be nope. trying all episode long. So if you There's hate it, be a lot of ad libs. Just forward it, pause it when appropriately, or join along. We still love this movie. Okay, so yes, where do we start out? Well, we start out, which is very informative to the title, Eight Mile, the location in Detroit that basically is this like border between what yeah. would be kind of lower income area to more of like a uh, higher income suburbs. And this is where Eminem is from. This is a somewhat biography of his life. I read that there mm-hmm. are some things that aren't totally true, but he, this is probably his most popular when Eminem like blew up and then yeah. this movie came out. And so I think a lot of people knew a lot of his backstory from his songs. And so it's semi-autobiographical. So I read on a Reddit thread, and I think this is a perfect way to describe it. Do you like rapping? Do you like boxing? Do you like boxing movies and rapping? You'll like this movie! Because I feel like the rap battle that it starts with has a very, like, boxing vibe. Oh, I was like boxing because we punch people sometimes, but I get what you mean. It's like the back and forth. The back and forth and the, like, everyone's, like, watching the crowd, and it's, like, the final moments, and they go quick. Yeah. It's like they each get 45 seconds or something. So Eminem is at, let's say, an underground club called The Shelter, and uh, this is where they do these rap battles. And I'll tell you, in 2002, depending on where you grew up, you probably didn't realize, like, rap battles were, like, a thing, because hip-hop kind of started that to be this very popular thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, growing up where we grew up there's no one doing rap battles and if they are they really shouldn't have been doing rap battles so this was very cool to see how this goes down and Eminem chokes he chokes super hard he doesn't say anything now everybody's choking (laughs) wow So then, <laughs> so then we're like, ooh, that's bad. He gets totally embarrassed. And then we start to see the struggles of his life. He was living with his girlfriend that then they broke up. And so he had to go back and live with his mom, like, you know, every other millennial, right? We all get it. But he's living in a trailer home. And his mom definitely has got some stuff going on with her. Um, he has a little sister who, what we're thinking is like six, little six and nine. Yeah, or something like, like that. I think so. Yeah. And then and she's with this boyfriend who is played by Michael Shannon and she is Kim Basinger and you're like look at these so actors yeah so you know the home life kind of is giving me some serious Nancy from the craft vibes okay. wow alright yes alright alright nobody has psychic powers though no they don't Eminem does not unless but we he don't has know lyricist powers possibly um so ah. then we we go to his job and he works at like a stamping factory for cars. Everything is dismal. There's no sunlight in this whole film ever. And it's like cold and wet. It's cold and wet and everyone's got puffy jackets and they just look miserable. And so we start to see this like not so perfect life. But he loves to rap and everyone is saying how good he is and he has this crew and his crew is what? The 313? Is that what they call themselves? Yeah, which I think is just the zip code for that area in Detroit. So... Well, that's simple. I don't know. But that's like their 
like friend group label. Yes. And they're kind of like young teenage boys or like, I don't know, young 20s. So they do dumb stuff. Yeah, it came off that way. Yeah, they do dumb stuff. Like they smoke weed together and they go party and they drive around and shoot paintballs at cop cars. What? And Mm. so, you know, but at the same time, all they want to do is like rap battle. And Eminem, who Eminem's character's name is B Rabbit. Okay. Because his mom said he used to look like a bunny rabbit with big ears and buck teeth. Hmm. Ouch. And then everyone, when he got older, they were like, it's actually because he likes to have sex. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, that just got I weird. think both of those are bad descriptors of both of those. Yeah. Videos. So, well, that's unfortunate. But his best friend, Future, played by <laughs> Mackay Pfeiffer. Amazing. I can't get it by Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> I know none of the words, um, by the way. <laughs> well, we were very clear that both of us will probably have to read the words to all the songs. <laughs> but he's this hype man. And he runs these rap battles. And throughout the whole movie, he's like, come on, be rabbit Like, I want to get you up there. You're the best. I want to hype you up. He's really this, like, magical best friend that's just supporting yeah. him throughout the way. It's like the Jack Black self-esteem uh, fairy. Oh, my God. He really is. But he's, like, way cooler. And since Eminem's, like, this, like, trashy white guy, he, like, gives him the street cred. Yeah. So he's, like, the street cred, self-confidence Jack Black fairy. Y- yes. Yeah? Okay, okay, okay. So- In the 313. <laughs> Put your motherfucking yep. hands up. <laughs> so, wow, this is uh, this is rough. This synopsis. Okay, so then we realize that Eminem is kind of blaming everyone else for all the things in his life. You know, he's late to work. It's not my fault. You know, his ex girlfriend and him getting a little fight. It's not my fault. Like he's just kind of always blaming other people, and you start to see him slowly grow up. He slowly starts to take responsibility for the things in his life. But he's definitely a hothead. He's always fighting people he's always you know kind of i don't know trying to stick up for people but he has some soft spots like you know his friend mm-hmm. shoots himself in the leg and he goes to the house and makes sure he's doing okay and all this but yeah. ultimately it's trying to drive towards this final quote-unquote boxing slash rap scene where he gets back the street credit that he lost when he choked and so you start to see all these struggles in his life kind of culminate and he starts to take accountability and he's like okay i really need to like get my life together and then he just goes up there and nails it and then this is where this Mm. turns into like a perfect sports movie for me where the end scene is so fun he crushes it and he's still Eminem so he wrote all the songs in this whole movie and he's obviously super talented and so we just get to kind of lose our shit at the end with him ripping people to shreds and I gotta tell you I have zero zero skills in rapping on the fly while making fun of people that would be my worst nightmare is if someone's like Bridget your life depends on this I'd be like oh Uh, And I'm dead. (laughs) Great. (laughs) But I know I glommed a lot in there. What am I missing that are major themes? Is there any major themes I'm missing? Or do you think we'll get into it as we kind of keep driving through it? Yeah, I mean, they do bring up the whole, obviously, aspect that he is white and most of the people that he's hanging around are black. And it's just kind of that gets held against him, I guess you could say. But then that's not really the major part of the movie. I feel like it's mainly because of like he choked at these bad battles, or the one battle, I should say, that we saw in the beginning. And then as the movie goes on, obviously it gets referenced more and more. But then at the end, he just like, as Makai says, great advice, flip the script, man. Just gotta flip the script. Yeah, man! And I'm like, that's 
pretty legit advice and that's literally what he does and it's so great and then he just kind of like does a lot of self-deprecating raps and wow. everyone's like yay we support it wow <laughs> we're right for humor I- i'm with you kate and kate i'm gonna play a little future right now because i'm bringing somebody up to the stage right now i'm bringing up a special oh! guest right now here he comes handing up the mic here he comes i'm gonna hand the mic here we go 45 seconds two to the three one two we got James in the house. Oh, yo, James. Three, one, two. My hair's terrible. <laughs> we are all very basic white people. So, so sorry. Yep. I wanted to bring James on here, and I'm going to give you this so you can hear her. Okay. Kate, I wanted to bring James on here because for the last three days, we have been obsessed with Eminem, and we want to drop some Eminem facts on you before we oh get even into this movie. And we I'm got, ready. We had yeah. some really serious <laughs> at-length discussions about Eminem, <laughs> so we wanted to share them. What do you think? Oh, my gosh. I, I, I love it. I love it. Just so you know, in case uh, Bridget hasn't told you, we spent the last three days saying Clarence's parents have a real good marriage to each other throughout the house. Yes, I I learned that. That's great. I love that. I'll I'll be like, hey, what do you want for dinner? And he's like, Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. (laughs) And now when you go to watch A Wonderful Life and they're like, Clarence, and then you're just like, Clarence's parents have a real good Oh my god. So do you want to share all the things you learned about Eminem or like your take on the movie knowing the things you know about Eminem? Yeah, I mean, I, it's just so it's interesting, right? Like 8 Mile came out in uh, 2002. Yep. So yeah. I honestly don't remember if I saw it in the theater or if I saw it at home, but I saw it, you know, along with everyone else and, and everything. And then I, I see it now and I look back and like a couple of things stand out just, just like to start off with. It's like actually a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It stands on its own. I, I read a reviewer who said, yeah, this is different than every other pop star who goes and tries their hand at acting. Like, it's actually a good movie. It's not some just light and one-dimensional kind of film, yeah. you know? Right. And it's it's also, I was eavesdropping a little bit. I heard you guys. <laughs> okay. Heard you guys talking. And a great cast, right? It's got some big names. Yes. But it's also like, I think, a cast member that you don't really notice because it's in the background, because it is a background, but just like the set, the setting and the cinematography and everything. Like, you just, you feel like a bus is going to go past you and throw a bunch of oily, gritty water on you at any second. Uh, it's so true. I mean, the very beginning scene when it's Eminem in the nasty bathroom, which I feel like most people obviously remember, I, I wrote, all right, so Eminem is doing calisthenics in a uh, saw bathroom. And I think there's a dead guy over there in the corner. So that's horrible, but it sure sets the mood, I suppose. And then he vomits and continues to ruin the bathroom. <laughs> yep. We're going to share with Katie a large, big question about Eminem in real life, which is, do we think Eminem is really gay? Oh, what? wait, why are we asking that? <laughs> we're, ask- we're asking that because <laughs> I realized that's a big jump from a bathroom scene. I was like, wait, I didn't know that's what we were asking. <laughs> so um, his whole dating history is very dismal. Like he was with his ex-wife, who we like wrote songs about how he hated her right. and all that, but that ended in like 2006. He really hasn't dated a lot since. He has admitted to being on Grinder. Uh, he did uh, a cameo as a, a parody in uh, the interview where he admits he's gay as like a joke. Well, they kind of bring up a lot of like gay conversations in the movie yes, yes, a little yes. bit too. Yes. 
And so he, he, like, defends a guy who is yeah, gay. Yeah, so yep. Gen Z, our Marys of the world, want to cancel him because he uses, like, the F word, the gay slur F word all the time. But he, like, has all these pieces defending him. And even in the movie, he defends a guy who's gay. Yeah. And so we were going on and on about this, like, long, lengthy discussion. Like, how cool would it be if Eminem comes back for, like, a third act in his rap career as, like, a badass hardcore gay rapper and he just like comes out and then he just like is ridiculous and is like really just like angry for all of the gay community i mean that would be kind of awesome was our, that was our breakfast discussion <laughs> okay well that's pretty deep and um i love that okay. what else that, did you want to add so, so, um, so wait a minute the, the counterpoint to all of that is like i have heard that that there's like this concept out there this big conspiracy theory or whatever that oh, it's like oh is eminem gay and it's like that is a possibility i feel like it's also yeah. a possibility okay so it's like a known fact like he just comes across as he's a very private person because like right he's eminem he's had just like huge success he is an a-list celeb mm-hmm. and then it was like when he was nominated for the academy award for lose yourself in eight mile he could have gone yeah. to california and done all the parties and instead he stayed at home and he went to sleep and he didn't find out until like i don't know his buddy called him the next morning like yeah so you won a fucking oscar <laughs> but where i'm going with that is like it could be gay he could also be like he's just like a private person and maybe he has this like wonderful home life and he can afford to like keep it all from the press and and everybody and his parents have a really nice marriage <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. i don't i don't think his they did don't have a nice marriage yeah, that's not true no. but yeah do you want to add any last minute thoughts on our new obsession eminem um i guess my final parting thought is like i look back at that movie and one of the things that's, that stuck out to me is i would think if i if you were writing eight mile you'd be tempted to have him like big struggle and like triumph over adversity and he gets everything in the end and then you look at the end of eight mile and it's like he doesn't get the girl yeah he, right. he doesn't get the big record contract yeah. and he still lives in a trailer and he still has to go to mom. work and, yeah yeah he still has a shitty job and all he has is like he kind of grew up a little bit he went from less of being this like punk kid to more like yeah i gotta have responsibilities i, I gotta go to work yeah. it's like this rap mm-hmm. battle is just kid shit i gotta go to work right and the fact that you could hang a whole movie on that is, is pretty impressive yeah i like the ending like you said and i think it was for that reason where i was like this is more realistic because i was literally like okay we have like two minutes left in the movie so i feel because i don't remember how it ended honestly i was like i know you're gonna win the rap battle but i don't know like what's gonna be after does it just cut there and then there was like a little scene where his friends are like let's party and he's like gotta go to work deuces and then you're like okay oh. bye and i was like well wow. i guess that's real life so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like he walks out of the club and there's like a famous like dr dre is there dr dre is there with with the contract <laughs> yeah like i'm glad sign on the that. dotted line eminem here's four million dollars right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well thanks james for coming on and giving us your amazing thank thoughts. you and i always feel like he's got a great voice i always tell him he's got like a great like radio voice so oh. yeah the, the listeners get a little break from our our nasally <laughs> voices. well thank you guys for having me on i'm, I'm looking forward to, to the to this podcast we love you yay <laughs> so i yeah it was just kind of like we went down in the rabbit hole on all these things but uh as you mentioned the saw like bathroom that's where we start and it's disgusting very scary um don't like it and he throws up his mom's spaghetti mom's spaghetti <laughs> knees weak huh and then he goes out to 
wrap and you find out like, oh, he's about to like go do this battle and he's nervous and his arms are spaghetti or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> everybody's like kind of like being a little rude to him too when he's trying. He's like, I gotta go on stage. And the bouncer's like, no, you don't. You're not going on stage. And he's like, I am. I'm battling. And then you kind of see like he's arguing. But then we see Makai Pfeiffer. Ooh. And I don't, what's his, I literally wrote Makai in all my notes. Future. So I'm not even, his name it, is Future. It's Future. Okay. Okay. So Future is like, don't worry. He's with me. And then the bouncer's like, okay, now you're fine. And you're like, oof. In real life, the guy who was Future to Eminem was named Proof, who is actually has oh. a, a little cameo in this movie. And it was like oh. his best friend growing up. And, you know, he really gave him like the actual street credit. Because he's still like this white kid trying to play mm-hmm. in this predominantly black world, black culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like the times of like, how do you not appropriate? And that's mm-hmm. why he was never accepted until future and in his, in his real life proof, which is a very sad story because that guy got shot in 2006. <gasps> so four years after this movie, his best friend got oh my, shot and died. Oh my God, that's horrible. I know. What was the cameo that he did? So he was in the in audience. The he was in the audience oh. and like you, he was like, you could hear him like shouting things and talking, but like if you saw his face, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's who he is. Because for all of Eminem's like initial concerts, proof was the actual hype man. Like if you went to a oh, concert, wow. he would like introduce him and be on stage with him and all that. So, you know, it's kind of cool. He like takes his real friends and in, in life and kind of brings them yeah. into his celebrity world. But Mackay Pfeiffer, I thought was perfect. Love him. Because that's kind of an intense acting role because they had some fights, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he gives him the street cred that gets him on, you know, and oh yeah, yeah, does he blow it, huh? Yeah. And this was when I was, this is the first time I wrote, is this Anthony Mackie? What's happening? <laughs> and then... <laughs> It was, but everybody boos him and hashtag embarrassing, and then he leaves, and now he walks home sad, and the Makai's like, hey man, don't worry about it, you know, you're gonna do great, and we'll just do it again next time, and he's like the best friend. He's, he's so, so sweet. Nice. He's so supportive. So nice. He's the best friend we could all use. Yeah. I would like a friend like Makai to just kind of pop up. It's like the Kathy and Jamie that we <laughs> yeah. always talk about. We're like, we want, we just want Kathy and Jamie to follow us around and make us feel good. <laughs> you like screw up and she's like, it's great. Great job. And you're like, oh, thank <laughs> yeah, you, Kathy. That's, that's him. But we do get some exposition here because he is, Eminem is talking with his group of friends and he had, at one point he had to like change his shirt because he threw up and then they find out that him and his girlfriend Janine broke up and he gave her his car because she said she was pregnant. Yeah. And so now he's basically a homeless person, I think. And then he has to go live with his mom. It's not good. He's really low. This is a low period. Okay, but I have a question though because when we see her later, like you see her kind of in the movie and she's also famous. I forget the actress's name but she was in Orange is New Black. Yeah, Taryn Manning. Oh my god. Who's fantastic. But like, you see a scene later where he drives to where she lives and she kind of looks like she lives in a nice apartment. So in my head I was like, wait, so why did she need the car? I'm confused about that we're cool just giving away like a $10,000 minimum automobile. Well, wasn't it because she said she was pregnant? But like, why does that equal car? Like, are you getting a car because you're pregnant? Because... Oh, I hope so. (laughs) That'd be awesome. 
something. <laughs> but like, I think that was it. not like those two aren't hand in hand in my brain. I it, guess in I think in his thought process, it was she needs this more than me. I'll figure it out, and I don't even know if she's pregnant. And then later, when they have that interaction of her being like, "You walked out," where you're like, "Oh, it's not like she kicked you out. You kind of didn't want to be with her anyways." But then you gave her a car. But that's what I'm, like I think he felt some guilt, and then we don't really know if she was pregnant or if she said she was pregnant. So I think he just wanted to get rid of her and was like, take my car. But it's very, very, very brief and not touched on because Brittany Murphy comes in and she's like the star, the love interest of the whole movie. Taryn Manning's in the back seat. You saw her for three scenes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about Brittany Murphy because she's a lot, but we don't meet her right away. Yeah. So he goes to his mom's trailer and the first thing we see is gross sex. I hate it. Is naked Kim Basinger as his mom and Michael Shannon having sex on the couch? Ew. Ew. And then you find out that the little kid is like hanging out down two feet over there because it's a trailer. It. What? I don't, uh, I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> but like it really was trying to be like white trashy. Like how do we show like very, very obvious white trashy? And they were like, you couldn't have called. And he's like, the phone doesn't work. Yeah. And she's like, don't start with me. Anyway, great to see you. Oh, you lost your car? Oh, you poor thing. Anyway, get along with this guy that's like kind of my boyfriend. And you're like, that this is a lot. There's a lot of, well, wow. A lot of the, stuff. It was endless series of how do I get a meal ticket out of this shithole? And yeah. his mom thought dating Michael Shannon was gonna give her a meal ticket because he was waiting on his disability check and that was supposed to be all this money and so she was kind of like stringing along with him because they had no money she would just go to bingo to try to like get money and so she was like don't screw this up for me like you haven't been here i'm trying to get us out of this and now you're coming back and living with us and don't screw this up and you're just like oh god and michael shannon was a big old jerk to eminem Ugh, and eminem was a big jerk. old jerk back and it just did not seem good it seemed very bad to all be in one place it was horrible and i want lily to go live with the lady in the trailer next door because she seemed cool but oh, okay God, it's I fine know, I know it was Ugh. so sad Lily was like the person as the audience right like she would always like look sad or look scared and it's like that's how we feel we don't want to I, know. I was like Lily I feel ya <laughs> uh, let's go cry together in the corner jeez but don't worry because his mom goes you know what I'm gonna get you an early birthday present here's a car that doesn't work <laughs> yeah and like why are you also like we're just really cool with like hand away cars but we all complain how we're poor so something isn't lining up with that but okay cool People don't give cars if they don't work okay just no give them a bike you know start small yeah make sure the yeah. car works okay okay right give a bus pass exactly could have sold the car for probably at least two thousand dollars and yeah. then maybe we wouldn't have had some of the stupid stuff happen yeah. all right well fine well, so then we find out he works at a uh, so it's a what do they do with this place so like <laughs> because the piece, i just wrote it's a metal factory it's metal stamping so that the uh, pieces of the car that have to be like shaped okay. in a 
certain way to all fit together. That's what they're doing. Oh, okay. It's the same theme as the movie. It's like dark, dirty, yep. dismal, cold, loud. Everything was just like, bleh. like no, it seems like yep. nobody wanted to work there. Nope. But this is where we then meet Brittany Murphy's Ooh, character, whose name is Alex. Okay, give me your take on her. Okay, 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 okay. I, I can't wait. My opinion of her is the same as the world's wait, in this oh, movie. That okay, is. okay, okay. I go, this entire movie is watching Brittany Murphy dance from afar. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. All she did was like, hey, I'm Alex. And then she would walk away and like somehow every other scene was her like just dancing and looking at Eminem from (laughs) afar. And I'm like, what (laughs) in the world is happening? She was a lot. Uh, She was also on the meal ticket train. She was not really a nice person. No. I thought she was a lot. She was a lot. I just felt like she goes from like zero to a hundred in like every scene. Like she'd be like, hey, and you're like, hi, nice to see you. And then she's like, quick, should we have sex? We're doing sex right now. And you're like, "Uh oh, I didn't know that. Now I guess we're doing that. And then you're like, what? That sex scene. All the time. Uh It felt like that with her. Yes. It was weird. She did not do anything (laughs) half-ass. I guess she's not. She no. did it, as Ron Swanson would say, she did it whole ass. Whole ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was weird. I mean, I think why she was a character, because she was just another person who also was kind of like, yeah, you can do this. And like, I'm not really one of your friends, so I don't have to say that, but I am saying that. And you're like, okay. Um, And I guess like a little bit more, you know, drama for him, but she's a weird character. And then, yeah, like, like we said before, they don't end up together, but then they're like cool with each other. But then like, she literally appears. We presumably don't, I've never seen this girl before in his life. Right? Because he's like, I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah. She's then hanging out all the time. Yeah. And then this whole movie, I think, takes place in like three weeks because it's like before our birthday is two weeks and then it's like our birthday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this was a short time frame. And then she's like, now I'm going to New York. Bye. And I was like, wait, so you lived here for like a month, not even. And now you're on the road. What do you mean? How did we? I don't know about it. I don't know about it. I I don't know either. But in real life, her and Eminem dated. Oh, that's so weird. What is that? What was that like? Can you imagine her to open the door like giggling to all his like gangster friends? And she's just, <laughs> I, I hope, I hope she's just dancing in the corner. Like every time she walks into a room, she just is like, oh. And I hope that her hair was like directly horizontal <laughs> out from her head. It was so Very spiky. Lord Farquhar. Or how do you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> how do you say his name? Lord Farquhar. Oh my god. It was the worst haircut ever. I was like, how are you oh supposed to be a model? God. But okay, in real life, there is this like really funny cameo of he's performing somewhere and Brittany Murphy is losing her mind. Like in, in the real world, like oh. dancing and like supporting him. So they ended on good terms too. And it very much mimics their relationship in this movie, which is like, yeah. I come in, we have a really awkward relationship, and then I just kind of do whatever I want. We break up, but I think everything's fine, and I'm like your number one fan still. And you're like, what? That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> oh and I'm sorry. I said this at the last review and I gotta preface it again. I'm a big fan of Scary Movie 3 <laughs> and that movie did a good job of literally making the hairstyles of the faux Brittany Murphy exactly the same because it was another short blonde lady where the hair went far out to the side <laughs> of our head a la Lord Farquaad and oh my god it was amazing. Also I never realized um, how many like I guess 
guess maybe quotes that they, like, actual lines that they parody in that movie in 8 Mile. Because I just thought it was like, oh, there's, like, parts where they're like, LOL, here's a white guy rapping and it's funny. And they're, obviously, that's the 8 Mile parody. But there are literally, like, lines from this movie that they then joke about in Scary Movie 3. And I never, like, knew that. Give us some. Give us some. Give us some of those lines, Okay, so the one that I thought was so funny was, you know, the part where Eminem, he has to get a ride to work. And the one friend, who I don't know that, I don't know the name of the one friend. It's just him and the one friend. It's, like, early in the morning. Okay. Giving him a ride. And then Eminem's like, man, you ever wonder if you should stop living up here, start living down there, whatever. And then the guy's (laughs) like, it's seven in the morning. I'm sleepy. (laughs) Why are you talking like this? And then the audience is like, yeah, what? So in Scary Movie 3, the guy says that line. He says the same thing. He goes, you ever wonder when it's time to stop living up here and start living down there? And then the guy who's the Makai Pfeiffer, like, fake whatever joke friend was like, yeah, but what if we stop living over here and start living over there? And then Kevin Hart's there in the movie and he goes, yo, you don't want to live over there. My aunt Shaniqua lives over there and they got rats. And then they literally go into this whole conversation about rats and it was just so funny. And I was like, wow. Um, oh my God. Oh my I could have used that there, but it's fine. Oh I'll, I'll my live God, without that's it. That's amazing. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But let's take a step back. Compared to some other ridiculous like teeny bopper movies, it really wasn't that cheesy. Like, Eminem's a pretty no. good actor. Yes, I agree. Now, I did read some sad things with his acting is he was in every single scene of this movie. Oh, I didn't even realize that. So he was working like 16-hour days and not sleeping, and he had oh. a, a stint in time where he was addicted to pills, and he kind of oh. uh, references this movie as like starting that. Wow, that's sad. I... Okay, okay, okay. So we... So we 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 meet Brittany Murphy. We start to see M&M's, which I think is the secret to his long-term success, rip himself to shreds by singing Sweet yes. Home Alabama, uh, <laughs> but parroting the fact that he lives with his mom. Which, I was like, this is what Bridget and I do All the time. on a daily basis, is we just change words to songs relevant to the situation. Mm-hmm. You live at home in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then the other thing that's very interesting about this movie, and I also think this is the, I was very fascinated to like, how has Eminem lasted this long? Is, do you remember back in the day, Kate, the East Coast, West Coast battle? You got Biggie and Tupac. I kind of do. Okay. Yeah. Rap was really famous on both coasts. Like, nobody was really popular doing rap in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And then you had like Vanilla Ice, the kind of like, you stupid white guy, and then Eminem comes in, and so it was really, really interesting how they kept in the movie talking about like we want to show up middle of the country forget this east coast west coast thing they even say lines like that yeah they do and i thought oh man my experience living in the midwest is like you're never first over here but you're really trying so hard to be seen (laughs) in this country It apparently happens in the rap world, too. And I just thought, wow, that's really interesting. Well, and who was the one character of the friend group that wore, like, the glasses and he was always, like, really philosophical and they would oh. always be like, what are you talking about now? Shut up. Oh, my God. I, was that? I, I, don't... I loved him so much. What Me the hell too. was his name? I don't know his name. I don't know. I think he's, like, a real DJ in life. Oh, that's cool. So he, he might have... Okay, DeAngelo Wilson, but that might be his, like, actual name name, not his character. 
character name. But I feel like he brought up, like, a lot of conversations that were kind of like that. Yeah. in the, On, like, that level. And he also went on this whole, which kind of, I guess, was a little bit of a subplot, but not really, where he's talking about, like, Detroit has all these abandoned buildings. And he's like, and nobody cares to rip down these buildings or, like, fix them up because they're too busy fixing up the upper middle class sections, but they're not going to do it for the lower income sections. And you're like, yeah, that's commentary. Hooray. But then you're kind of like, so now what? And then everybody kind of is like, anyway, moving on. But then, like, they bring it back up later because this night where they're all, like, hanging out and it's, it's just a long night of hanging out and first we go here and then we go there and then we're at a house and then we go somewhere and then this leads to him being like let's go burn down that building where a little girl got like raped and then they're all like yeah and you're like okay I would classi- <laughs> I don't know I'd classify that under shenanigans Kate it was a lot of shenanigans <laughs> because, yes. but I liked it because I think what it was trying to show is you know, we want to get out of here we really want to get out of yeah. here we don't have any power so we could burn down a building Thing, but like we still could get arrested or kill yeah. ourselves because we have idiot friends that light the bottom of the house on fire while I'm upstairs. Yeah, Cheddar, Jesus. Eminem's like Cheddar Bob, get it together. So, <laughs> Honestly, oh my Cheddar God, Bob, we're struggling. We've all had a Cheddar Bob friend, right? Haven't we all? Yeah. Or like known someone like Cheddar Bob, where you're like, come on, don't try to light your friends on fire. Oh no. But I don't know. It was kind of this. It felt very much like no. No one's gonna win like it felt very yeah. just like you're surviving you are surviving this that's the best you're gonna do well and then at one point then he finds a picture of like a nice family from like that house that's burning down and then like he doesn't really talk about the picture to anyone but like he has a conversation with alex as they're watching the house burn down and he's like you know i used to want to like live in a in a place like this <laughs> and now yeah. we're like actively burning it down because it's almost like sometimes the idea of things isn't what you yes. think it is and yes yeah. I was gonna go to his one friend. They're always like, we're gonna get all the chicks and we're gonna be loaded and we're gonna oh have my God, limousines. That guy. And Eminem was like, no, we're not. I'm taking the bus <laughs> to work and we're freaking losers and I can't think that way. And I read, again, I went down the Eminem rabbit hole <laughs> that he's like not a spender. Like there was oh, a, yeah? there's a famous line with him and his business manager where he wanted to buy a watch. I don't know. And he was like, he's like, hey, do I have enough money to like buy a watch? And the guy was like, <laughs> the guy was like, do you mean like the watch company? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to buy the, the island of watches? What do you mean? Yeah. So like there's this, I don't know. I think he kind of always had that. I'm still stuck in this, you know, like it's not yeah. like it doesn't happen for me to hit the lottery and get out. A la Nancy and her mom from the craft buying a jukebox. It doesn't happen. And a dumb couch, but no table to eat dinner at. Yes, we don't wow. forget. People wow, don't wow, forget. Wow. Well, it's fine because we go from setting a building on fire to then he goes home and his mom's like, hey, we're being evicted. So, yeah, get ready for that, because... Uh, it's happening and then they get in like another argument oh man it's sad and and then Eminem's like great you don't have money I don't have money what's gonna happen to Lily who he was always like soft to and when is Greg's check coming through mom because you're hanging on to this guy who's not paying anything and she's like don't tell him we're gonna get evicted and I'm like why not why wouldn't you yeah I'm confused also where is Greg all day is he working does anybody work okay 
Okay. I, cool. I don't know. Does Lily go to school? Anybody? Oh okay. My God. What Lily? Oh. I was thinking, I was like, Katie's going to talk all about Lily and be like, what is the protocol, guys? What's the protocol with Lily? <laughs> like, like, it's what's not the- good. It's I'll not good. Tell you that. Mm-mm. Not Mm-mm. great. Yeah. Okay. So that's horrible. And then it cuts. There's some other parts where like Janine goes to visit him at work and she's like, everybody's making fun of you. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah. Anyway, bye. And you're like, oh, okay. And then the next scene from there is him and all his friends are driving and then he sees the other like gaggle of friends. Ooh. I don't want to call them a gang because I think they were just friends. Well, they were like another rap crew. They were the free... The free world. Why is that the name, by the way? I mean, I think they wanted a free world. It sounded a little culty because they're like, we live and die by the free world. I could see some you Jim, will too. Jim Jones action, like take this drink, part of the free world. Yes. It's like a pamphlet that says the free that's world. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and that's why part of me was kind of like, we do have to take down the free world. All right. Now it's like a vigilante <laughs> I know. cop movie. Like, that's also like a good message. Like, don't you want a free world? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, but that's like how Scientologists like recruit people. They're like, don't you want to like be enlightened and learn the truth? And you're like, that sounds lovely. And then you're like, wait, no. No. Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> it's all no. a lie. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the free world is doing some weird free world stuff on the street corner. They're probably trying to recruit young, unsuspecting people, victims, whatever you want to call it, into their cult slash um, crew. And Eminem decides to quickly pull the car over and he literally just runs up and he starts beating up the guys. And what a hothead. It escalates. Not mm. good. Not good. And Cheddar Bob is <laughs> just making things worse as he does so oh god he takes out the gun and this was interesting 2002 even in the perceived ghetto awful area etc etc that they're trying to like create this atmosphere they were all like no guns like Cheddar yeah. Bob took out a gun they're like no 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 guns are bad guns are bad guns are bad yeah they're like chill dude we're just doing punches today yeah relax <laughs> and Cheddar Bob says oh okay I'll put it away and he shoots himself in the leg Oh, he does. Oh, it was I not actually, good. like, when I first saw the movie, I thought he was gonna die, because I feel like that scene after where he's in the car and they're driving him to the hospital, he's, like, talking all weird, and they're like, what? And I'm like, is this how he's gonna die? Oh, Cheddar Bob! weird? But then the next scene's like, Eminem's like, anyway, he's fine, so I guess we'll leave, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Moving on to the next trauma. What's the next trauma? Let's do it. Well, Hit don't me with worry, because the next trauma is the whole time, which we didn't really touch on too much, but Wink, who is... Is this the promoter? Yeah, so he's kind of like... Because that's... I didn't know his name, so I called him that. Okay, well, his name in the movie is called Wink. He's kind of this connector. He's like, I know producers. I want to get you famous. Like, I want to find talent. Let's think of him as like a recruiter type guy. But Future's always like, he's full of shit. He's a liar. He's not yeah. part of our crew he he's a backstabber which we learn later he is however Eminem's like well future you're not like introducing me to producers and I need a demo and like I'm not gonna totally close off this guy but he's part of what creates this animosity between these yes. two as you call them cults yeah honestly so because he just kind of like keeps being like hey Eminem I have cool opportunity but like mm, we'll see if it happens and you're like okay and then later he's like helping 
out Alex, which we then find is a very intimate helping out, Ew, if you will. That was a gross. Oh my god, scene. but that was another that was like another subplot where I was like, is this gonna lead to an Alex getting raped because she's going off with those slinky skimpy outfit to an unknown place alone with set up by the sketchy dude, but we never find out about that because it moves on because this is not an episode of Degrassi, unfortunately, <laughs> although there are similar themes, but don't worry. We're not going full Degrassi yet. So. Brittany Murphy has two speeds in this movie. Dancing from afar and having sex in random places. Okay? Yep. Because I am never having sex in a warehouse that is a factory Ew. up against a machine. And I'm just yeah. going to say it in practice safe sex. Where was the condom? Where was... No. There was no lube. There was none of that. I mean, it was just disgusting. And then she's doing the same thing in a recording studio where there's an open window right next oh, yeah. to her. And if she wants to be a model, I don't think this is the way to go. I think she's going down the wrong career path Kate I'm not sure um it just like I said it goes from like zero to a hundred and I was like uh okay and her hair was spiky the whole time girl (laughs) it never fell so thank you to hairspray the only thing that held was that damn haircut (laughs) damn haircut that's correct yeah okay we're not talking about it as much but I did like the back and forth with his mom of how like he's like oh did you win at bingo today you loser and she's like oh did you record your demo your loser you know and then yeah. she's also treating him like a friend where she talks about her sex life with him Ew. and he was like mom but then you start to see their luck like change with then when she wins bingo and then he's like oh wow like some hope some hope in the world right and then maybe i'll i'll do something too and it was very much like his friend group shenanigans of him being very childish and like adolescent grow up to seeing what it could be like you could be your mom if you don't get on this but it was so subtle and i thought ken basinger was like i read a lot of people were mad that she was cast in it like she was like too good looking to play like a white trash woman which i thought that was totally offensive yeah what but i love loved it so that that was like you saw his life from all these different angles and you're just like oh my god this is so interesting well and at one point in there greg also finds out about the eviction and then that precipitates a fight and this is another horrible part because i mean i like seeing the guy greg getting punched in the face but i don't like when it's happening in front of lily who's crying under the table and i just had to share this because obviously i watched this in my house in my living room and bear was like on the couch with me and when she started like crying in that scene bear was like oh like bear was like sad because he hates when little kids are sad because and i wish lily had a bear with her in that part because then maybe it would be a little better bear is a 300 pound rottweiler you have 300 (laughs) jesus christ bridget he's not that overweight and all of his weight all of his weight is in his head and which makes him adorable (laughs) because when he cocks his head to the left it goes so oh what a sweetie pie you know he was so sad and i was like yeah it, it was, there were parts that you're like, this isn't funny. This is sad. No. This is sad. It, is sad. it was a lot of sad. And the part, like, when he... Because then after that, I think he brings... That's where he brings Lily to the neighbor lady. And yeah. then I guess she's with her. And then there's a scene later where he picks her up. And he's like, oh, did 
did you have fun there? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, that's nice. And then this is where the, the free world starts coming in to do their <clears throat> enlightenment, <clears throat> if you will. Um, which was called talk for, we're going to beat the shit out of you. And uh-huh. he has to send Lily inside because he's like, Lily, don't look. And then she's like, I guess I'll listen. And he's like, lock the door, Lily. But then Lily didn't lock the window or some shit because she could still see and she's sad and everything's wrong. And oh, God. I that was it. the low, right? Like him getting yes. utter crap. First of all, it's like he had to move Lily because his mom was like on drugs or drunk because Greg left her. Lily's Ugh. left alone. He's like, I got to go to work. I'll bring Lily to the friend's house. I just saw my girl have sex with this guy that's supposed to be supporting me. Ugh. My best friend Future is becoming a pushy mom and I'm fighting against him because I'm scared. <laughs> and then we end with literally him getting the crap beat out of him. Yeah. Which is like, oof, boy, it can't get worse. But I didn't know if this was a fake threat where the guy puts a gun to his head and then Wink I hated that. Wink was like, no, 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 no. And I thought, wait, was he like actually going to kill him? Or I don't know. I don't know. It was like kind of intense. Bridge, those cults are crazy. I would put <laughs> nothing past them. I tell you. Anthony Mackie's got to get it together, okay? Like, he's got to get it together. I know he's been in so many things, but I love that he had that type of role because that's such a different role than most recently because he's the new, like, Captain America now. It's crazy. In the Marvel Universe. And he's, like, such, like, a nice, like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm gonna do the right thing. And you're like, yeah! And, like, you believe it. And then you see it in this movie where he's like, I'm gonna fucking shoot in the face and fucking kill you. And you're like, ah! I'm I mean, scared. But I believe it, Anthony. Wow. I mean, you had the Papa Doc side of him and then the Clarence side of him. And good the thing cl- Clarence revealed. <laughs> Clarence. Clarence has real nice parents. <laughs> but yeah. But it, it's low. He gets to work on time. His boss, who's been giving him crap, is finally like, hey, man, you want those extra ships? And Rabbit's like, oh, yeah, I do. Because my mom won bingo. We know that's not going to last. And I need some money. I need some money. Yeah. And then everyone's like, I well, like that part right i did too because it was like he shows himself growing up and you're like Mm -hmm. all right well it's also kind of like not that it it didn't feel like necessarily maybe hard work but just like that he was consistently going to work and that like even with all the crap he was going through like he's still showing up and i liked how then the boss was like all right like Uh yeah i'm gonna like reward you for this now and i'm like again this is very realistic and i don't think a lot of people think of it in that sense of like that being almost an accomplishment of literally just showing up when you're going through all this shit but like it is. It is. So like kudos to you Eminem or Rabbit or I don't know Jimmy whatever. What was his name? <laughs> it was like Jimmy Jones. Not Jimmy Jones. That's a sandwich place. <laughs> I, think I, don't it, know. I think it was Jimmy Smith but when James referenced that earlier you and I both laughed at the same time because oh, really? <laughs> I think we both were thinking of our brother Jimmy. Because honestly well when our brother Jimmy um you know, at one point in his life, I very strongly felt like he looked like Eminem. Uh, Eminem and Kevin James. A mix of Eminem and Kevin James. Wow. That's, that, that's our brother. That's our brother. But at one point in his life, he definitely had an Eminem attitude, so. Mm, I might, I, I don't think I'm gonna get it, so this isn't like a bad surprise, but I might have texted Jimmy and said, can you record yourself singing Eminem? Because I think he has <laughs> the most accurate Eminem uh, impression ever. Do you remember when he used to rap like Eminem? No! Oh my god, Kate, he sounds exactly like him. Oh, is he Eminem? I mean... Did we just discover something? God damn it, is our brother Eminem? Are there two of them? (laughs) 
<laughs> is that why Eminem's been laying low all this time? Because he's really our brother who's married with a child <laughs> and lives in New Jersey. Wow, now he's Clarence with real good parents. Clarence with the parents. Oh my God. Okay, okay. So we're basically like, here we go. Is he going to show up? Is he going to choke? Because he's kind of made us believe he's not going to the rap battle. But his mom won bingo. He got extra shifts. He's feeling some hope and he's riding that hope wave. And then he goes to his buddy at work and he's like, hey, can you cover for me a bit? Because I stuck up for you at the food trucks, you know, when you were getting made fun of. The guy's like, I got you. Don't worry about it. And Eminem just goes behind the trash can, gets his new sweater that doesn't have... (laughs) Mom spaghetti vomit Mom's on spaghetti. it. Mom spaghetti. Oh hell yeah! He's he goes to that same old shitty bathroom cave, but he is ready this time, and he has nothing to lose. And it is yeah. so awesome. And this is the Rocky moment. Yes, I love this. This is where Makai goes. You got to flip the scripts tonight, Woo! and I'm like, hell yeah! I fucking love that. So fun. Okay, we need to talk about this breakdown. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. And this like happens today. This is still um, I know that there's like a big mainstream show that Nick Cannon is on. Oh, Wild and Out? Wild and Out, is where they it? like do rap battles like this. I think it's Wild and Out. Yeah, because yeah. like in 2002, it's really only like underground, cool street rap battling. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you from where we grew up, I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know if people that are actually in this world look at this rap battle and they're like, this is lame. But I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I cannot think of insults that rhyme quickly in the moment. I can barely think of it without rhyming. Okay? There's no way. Like, I am still stuck on Whoopi Goldberg's Bless You. And I thought that was a great (laughs) comeback. I mean, I'm really low here. I also love how it's like you compared it to a boxing match in the beginning, but it's really kind of like one person goes for the set amount of time, like you said, and then the other person has to go. So that's interesting too, because it's kind of like, well, would you want to go first and you're the one who starts or do you want to have time to give a retort and like be the one to respond? And it was interesting because I think like you saw in the beginning and all the other battles up until this point, all of the people going against Eminem were like, I'm going to go first and like destroy because they all knew that he would like choke out and in the beginning that's what happened but then at this part he like fires back and he basically just takes all the insults that were said about him and he kind of like acknowledges them but then like also throws it back at the other guys and oh my god I loved it It and then he moons the dude we got mooning people hashtag blue moon a la grease style it happened on stage my god I loved it so much it was a butt we saw a butt also I realized I think it was his second battle because he had a total of three rounds with three different people leading to the infamous Anthony Mackie aka Papa Doc aka cult leader of the free world yes and I think his <laughs> second one he I cannot find the actual lyrics and there's no way I could actually repeat this well but he's like yeah I am a rabbit and you're in like a turtle race or something oh and then yeah he goes from regular beat taught like rapping to really 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 fast where he's like did it and I remember when Eminem first came out that was like one of the things that everyone's like whoa we've never heard anyone rap this fast in mainstream now yeah. you could argue like Nicki Minaj is probably better oh, than yeah. him or probably zillions of people I'm not thinking of but that brought me back like listening to that one section I was like this is what I remember as a kid being like Eminem is really offensive to like a lot of like women in his life and gay people and all what these things. Feminist women love 
Eminemma, chicka chicka chicka. That's from a song. That's from a song. But he knew he could do that. Like he doesn't really rhyme words that rhyme. He breaks down words and enunciates certain yes. aspects, and that's what could make him go that fast. That was very new. I think in early two thousands to hear that, and it was so right. cool. Like it brought me back. I, I literally was like, wow. I remember how cool that was hearing that type of rapping for the first the time. The only line, and I definitely don't have it written down correctly, that he says in the second battle is he goes at one point, he just starts going, blah, 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 blah. That's what you sound like. I was like, I think that's what I would do. Like, I would just, like, do a bunch of gibberish and be like, that's what you are. <laughs> but he made it sound cool. Okay, so. I have the line right here. This guy keeps screaming. He's paranoid. Quick, someone get his ass another steroid. Steroid. Blah, blah, blue, blue, blah, 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 blah. I can hear a word she said. Hippity doo blah. <laughs> Like, that would literally be me. I would just start doing random gibberish and then be like, oh that's what you sound like, huh? Oh my god. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm ready. In the podcast indie universe, it's like us versus another podcast group. We oh, somehow geez. end up in a rap battle and our only defense is like, blah, 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 blah. And then I moon everybody and that's our end scene. Done. And then one of, like, when you're going, I'm laughing hysterically, when I'm going, you're laughing hysterically, and it just throws everybody off because they don't know how to handle all the noise and then we win yes that's a great strategy we blow out we will absolutely take down the free world this way we blow out their hearing it's brilliant oh my god but the the thing that the last scene when he goes first to your point yeah with whatever papa doc he does what i think is the reason eminem can stand the test of time is he rips his whole life to shreds yeah he's like i know what you're gonna say about me and here we go and i'm gonna say it first yeah. and you're like that's he's like smart. i'm white i'm a bum yep. i live in a trailer with my mom he makes fun of all of his friends which i was like Ooh, okay cheddar bob shot himself in the leg yeah. <laughs> cheddar bob's like yeah dude like, cheddar <laughs> and he's like okay. this guy fucked my girl you know and he's like but i'm still standing and you're like rocky give yes. it to me you're still standing oh my god yeah, I love it. I, I love so, it so hard. It's so good. And then obviously the best line ever, as I quoted earlier, about Clarence. And I think... <laughs> I gotta tell you, I would be the choke artist in all of these rap battles because when he hands the mic to Papa Doc to be like, all right, give me a comeback, I'd be like, uh, uh, words, and I'd walk off the stage too. And then the whole audience starts chanting, fuck free world, 313, <laughs> fuck free world, 313. <laughs> I was like, again, I think we all live in 313, but yes, fuck free world because they are cults and we don't like it. Yes. And then I, I wrote, I wrote, and we still see Britain murphy dancing from a distance at this scene <laughs> again her and eminem like give each other the finger too and you're like ha okay cool bye oh forever my God. In, a, in a way they actually had kind of a magical like relationship they're like eh, it is what it is and then we end with him basically being like i gotta go off my own makai oh thank God. you for supporting me but now i need to walk down this alley oh, it's really dark and cold and sad and lonely but i gotta do it makai makai's like yeah you do it. And then we hear the best song ever! Ugh. Katie, so I want you, whether it's in this moment now, I will wait. To walk down an alley? I know. <laughs> Go I was to, like, I don't have one. What you preference in the last episode is the Oscars moment where he comes oh. up and we lose it. 
I want you to go back and watch that video and watch the audience in 2020 because the first person they pan to is Billie Eilish who doesn't know Eminem. So her, uh. her face is like, huh? Then you go to like Adina Menzel or something. She doesn't uh-huh. know who Eminem is. So you have all what? these people that like look confused on who Eminem is. And then you hit a certain age group that knows Eminem and they are losing their mind in the audience. That it was us. is the funniest Finally. thing ever. And you have to go back and watch it. It is, it's perfection. Oh my God. But that was literally like, cause it's also just one of those songs too. Like, I don't know. And some rap songs, I guess are kind of like this, but it's unique in the sense that it does have kind of like a, a slower build yeah. where you hear that beginning beat and you know, like, oh shit, we know what's coming. We are fucking ready for this. Oh my god. And that's what happened at the Oscars when they're doing some music montage and then you just hear the bam, 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 bam. And then that's when Bridget and I started furiously texting, oh my god! Oh my god! Imagine if Eminem comes out! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's Eminem! So, okay, you need to look up Selma Hayek. Oh. I really had too much time between when I thought we were recording till now and I was looking up way too much Eminem stuff. Um, okay. Selma Hayek, everybody at the Oscars did not know Eminem was going to perform. So even the people oh part of the show were surprised. And Selma Hayek apparently loves Eminem. And she was going Same. to announce something as he was coming off. And she was so nervous. She spit water in his face to oh try to like ask for a picture or something. <laughs> Oh my god, like he, what a weird, like, artist that we like him, even though he started so, like, controversial. Like, he's, yeah. I don't know how he did this in his career. I think there's a lot of people that have this, like, weird nostalgia about Eminem. I don't know. I feel like the most recent rap song I can think of from him that at least I know or have listened to was the Rap God song, where the one where he goes, ah, and he sings, like, really fast, like you were talking about before, and, like, that's in that song. And that was oh like god. at least what I could think of the most recent because oh a lot of his stuff was like the early 2000s maybe even late 90s I don't know I don't even know Kate I don't uh, even well, know feminist women love Eminem chicka chicka that's from Slim Shady um, the real Slim Shady so anyway yeah wow. so Bridge what do you think would you watch or don't watch 8 Mile I don't know what you're doing if you're not watching this movie what are you doing <laughs> Get, get, get out there and watch get it. Get out, get on it, okay? Take the mic and watch All it. All right? And just enjoy some, like, smart casting, okay? Enjoy the smart casting that lifts Eminem up and he holds his own. It is a great movie. Kate, yeah. what do you think? I 100% agree. You need to watch this movie. You need to have a big um, dog sitting with you so that when you cry children's <laughs> sadness, the dog will cry too and then everyone's sad. But then you have a good time because, you know, we're taking down the free world and cults need to be destroyed so yeah. <laughs> that's what i got well from the kate movie. <laughs> i i know that it's my pick isn't it it is your pick i didn't remind you okay. earlier sorry no 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 i'm prepared Ooh. Mm-hmm. all right and i'm tying it in to somewhat of a theme oh so this is somewhat timely okay and okay. i think it'll be a good just like future was a good hype man for eminem i think this movie is gonna be a good hype for a giant world event coming in early February 2022. Okay, okay. okay. I'm gonna look this up and I want you okay. to get excited about this. Okay. This is from Kate 1993, which is the, the best, best year, year for movies. For movies. <laughs> Yay! We love 
an American, uh, okay, that's, all right, American comedy sports film. Oh, oh that could be anything. Oh, okay. and Kate, Kate, what's coming up in February 4th, 2022, do you know? February 4th? February 4th, 2022, Kate, is the Beijing Olympics! Oh, I mean, yeah! And, <laughs> and I look at the Olympics like it Bridge is my Super Olympics. Bowl. I am so yes. freaking obsessed with the Olympics. And let me tell you what movie that comes out in 1993 that's going to make you think of it. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Come on up, baby, it's bobsled time. Bobsled! <laughs> to make a bobsled team. Oh my God, cool running. Cool runnings. <laughs> oh my God, what a good one. Oh, the Jamaican bobsled team on. You were so confused. Oh, it's so good. Well, because I thought you were referencing in early February the Super Bowl, and I was like, actually, the Super Bowl's pushed back a week this year because they started a little late, actually. But you weren't, so never mind. No, I don't, play in, I don't play in football like I don't play in rap, all right? I don't know what's happening okay. there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Oh, yes, Kate. We're dealing with John Candy. We're dealing with... Uh, oh, John Candy. Yep, we're dealing with all the the people on the bobsled team who I need to look up their names because I don't know, but I'm sure they went on to be famous. I know none of these people at all. Oh, um, my God. Absolutely none of them. But, oh, we love our 90s sports children's movies. Oh, my God, Kate. The budget for this movie was $17 million and it went on to gross $155 million. Holy shit. Jesus. Holy cow. I don't think Jamaican bobsled is a thing. Is that real? Probably, like, probably not. Not, but we'll, I, feel like I think it's not. we're gonna learn all about it because I did a, the- a thesis paper on Eminem, so I need to get up my, <laughs> my same level yeah. of energy for this. Bridget's gonna take some notes and present in front of a council. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, good pick. I'm telling you though, I was talking about this with someone recently. If Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg don't have their <gasps> oh. Olympic highlights oh my God, for oh the my God. Winter Olympics, I'm gonna so then mad. I'm gonna write a letter to someone <laughs> because. I need that so badly. That's all I want in life. Katie, I didn't even think of that. I hope they, I don't know if they are. I haven't seen anything about it, but maybe they're like waiting to surprise us all because they know it's a surprise. I have about five unnecessary TV subscriptions. Okay. These (laughs) Netflix, HBO, Amazon. Okay. Ridiculous. Oh, don't get rid of your Netflix. I may or may not share that with you. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. (laughs) If Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart, I think it was like Peacock or something ridiculous, I will buy another subscription I don't need literally for those two. Literally for those two. Because they're amazing. Oh my god. Snoop Dogg talking about the Winter Olympics. Can you imagine (laughs) him talking about snow and skiing? Stop. (laughs) No. I just want them to wear like, you know, Fair Isle sweaters and like, (laughs) I don't even know. I I could just see it now. It's amazing. Oh my god. You mean Argyle? What did she say? No, Fair Isle. That's like a style. Oh, is it? What's that? Yeah. It looks like snow. It's like a, like an ugly sweater kind of style. I don't even know what that is, but I love it. Wow. Well, Bridge. Yeah. Just want to say if you were gonna go rap battle someone <laughs> um, from the free world or whatever we call that. And, you know, they were giving you shit and you were nervous and you only got one shot to not miss your chance to flow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime, so you better. I would... <laughs> 
<laughs> um, be your hype person. And I would, I think, like, maybe throw, like, or spit some spitballs at the other team as they're rapping to, like, throw them off. And then um, I would do other, like, hijinks so that no matter what, even if you choke, you're going to win. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to say that in their ears. They're going, throw them off. Wow, so, Kate. Yep. Wow. Would you even throw a moon yeah. in there for me? Oh, um, with my butt? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. I don't know how she moon, but okay. <laughs> well, Kate. Yes, Bridge. Um, if you happen to want to start your modeling career in New York and you happen to live in Eight Mile for three weeks while you kind of had a bunch of fun with a bunch of men and you were asking <laughs> okay. me what hairdresser to go to. <laughs> oh dear, that's important. I would tell you to avoid the one that makes your hair look like Lord Farquaad. Or oh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Bridget. So your modeling career could actually take off <laughs> yes oh boy oh and listeners if you also hate weird spiky side haircuts and scary cults a la the free world and if you think that if you were in a rap battle you would go blah 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 like us you should write us a review Ooh. We love reviews. We love we written love reviews. You can review us on Apple Podcasts along with some other podcasting apps. We also have a website, sisterswhoseenit.com. If you scroll down on the main page, there's a form you can fill out to request a movie. So if you have a burning desire to, I don't know, have us do another movie about a famous, you know, music artist, because there's lots of those, um, this one might be the best of all of them. So Definitely. it's, it's kind of going downhill, but like, that's fine whatevs like you know toss that in there and bridge what else can they do on our website they can buy us coffee okay Whee! because it's getting cold it's dreary yes. it's dismal we want something yes. warm and cozy and that's typically coffee uh also yes. we grew up with a mother who and father who drinks all the coffee so we're pretty much addicted too so we need some all right throw some Whee! Throw your hands up. Throw some dollars to the 313, a.k.a. our Ko-Fi <laughs> site. Let's do this, okay? <laughs> yes, so please check all that out, and we hope to hear from you. All right, listeners. Well, we'll see y'all next week for Cool Runnings. Mon. You better lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. Never. Let go, go. I don't think there's any cults in this movie, so. Bye bye. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye. Love you. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. It's bobsled time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to Sisters Who Seen It. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website at sisterswhoseenit.com where you can email us, request movies to be reviewed, and keep up to date with all things sisters. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next week!